0: I'm Patrick John Pflueger, and you're listening to Meet Us at Molly's. You're standing next to me by your family, and
1: to me, there's nothing more important. Not going to be all sunshine and roses, but I can promise it's going to be a hell of a ride.
0: ShyHards, welcome to episode 63 of Meet Us at Molly's. So today we're going to go ahead and cover Chicago PD, season 5, episode 21. This is the episode before the finale. This is entitled Allegiance. As always, I'm one of your hosts. My name's Gina. I'm joined by Bryna. Hello, everybody. Guys, we are so sorry that we could not get this episode to you on the day that it would usually drop, which is usually Friday. Um, Friday was what, the 4th? third something like that yeah um we had every intention of doing so we even had a guest host but we had some technological issues we had issues with audio so we are re-recording now to bring you the recap because we had a lot of stuff to say so we're so sorry about that but before we start as always we do like to start with the news and so the one piece of news we had and this is a couple of days old by now but um, it's not really Chicago specific, but it does have to do with Colin Donnell, and you know, Colin's one of us, so we like to cover it. Um, it just basically is prep for Colin's return to Arrow. He's popping up for I think the he finale. already popped up. He already popped up, yeah, he popped so up on Thursday. Just, Colin Donnell just preps you for Tommy's latest resurrection. I don't watch Arrow. Bryna does. and so as Bryna just said, he's already popped up. Was it good? Was it worthwhile? It was good. Not what I, not how I thought
1: it was going to happen. Um, but it was good. I mean, is a whole different thing, and I have other issues with it. But yeah, it was good.
0: That's good. I, he was dressed as like, wasn't he dressed as the Green Arrow? That's his name, right? The Green Arrow. Yes, the Green Arrow. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah. So
1: kind of, I mean, I'll give you just a very quick synopsis. So basically. Oliver, her whole season, has been kind of under scrutiny and under fire for, obviously, him being the Green Arrow, and that's his secret, whatever. And so, as of most recently, he's on trial because, you know, he can't be the Green Arrow. Like, that's against the law. Like, they have they passed an Anti-Vigilante Act. Like, that's against the law. Like, he can't be the Green Arrow. Um, so, yeah. So, he's on trial. And so, kind of, as a way, again, spoiler for Thursday's Arrow. I'm about to spoil it. So, like, if you watch, just fast forward, like, a little bit. But
0: this um, is, like, last Thursday's Arrow,
1: right? Yeah, this is the last Thursday. Yeah, it's it's like a third. Good. So, I mean, I'm just saying, spoiler alert, like, this is happening if you haven't seen it yet. Um, mm-hmm. So, basically, as a way to kind of get the attention off of Oliver and, like, have Oliver not, you know, be cast as the Green Arrow, they get Tommy, Tommy, in quotes, to come back and, you know, say he was the Green Arrow. And then people are so confused because Tommy supposedly died at the end of season one but it turns out it's not tommy it's not actually tommy it's a guy who i mean because they later reveal he like takes off a mask and it was someone else so tommy has a doppelganger no it's some it's someone pretending to be tommy like someone with a mask of tommy's face like oh. it is not tommy tommy is still dead <laughs> okay okay Yeah, but anyway, that's what happened. That's why Colin came back. Colin was great. I loved seeing Colin again, you know. I miss Tommy, but...
0: Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah, we're getting into season finale territory now, guys. So, like, the news is going to be kind of few and far between. But, you know, if you see any news, always send it to us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We probably won't have... Honestly,
1: we probably won't have much
0: now. Over the summer, yeah. I mean...
1: I mean, this, this might is, be it in terms of, like, news we get.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's really true. We'll see. So, but yeah, that's about all the news we had. But yeah, otherwise, um, it's finale week, guys. Like, final <laughs> finale, PD finale. It's this week, and we're not emotionally prepared. We're not. Nope nope so um by now you have probably already seen and hopefully listened to our interviews with roland buck the third and patrick john Pfluger. um if you have not listened to our in- or interview bleh, sorry. what the fuck are, are you waiting for yeah, what are you waiting for? I if I was confronted with an episode with two with two episodes, one of which was an interview with Patty, I'd probably opt for the interview with Patty first. Yeah, if you have
1: if you haven't, I mean, Roland's been out for a couple days, so I'm hopefully you've heard that one already. But Patty is just releasing at the Patty's same time as new. this, so yep. if you've not go lis- if you've not listened to Patty yet, pause this episode, go fucking listen to Patty, and then come back,
0: <laughs> and then come back. We won't be mad. Just no, just we want back. you to listen to Patty. Yeah, we had so much fun with Patty. He was wonderful.
1: Yeah, we Uh, got Patty for like, what, 25 minutes, 30 minutes? 25, 30 minutes. Yeah, Yeah. he was great. He was wonderful.
0: Yeah, we had so much fun with him. So, but yeah, so here we go. We'll dive into this episode. This is season five, episode 21 of PD called Allegiance. Now, this is the episode before the finale. So shit's going crazy. Okay, so we start off and Kevin arrives at a bar with two brothers, Malik and Shabazz. And so they head to the back and they run into their favorite undercover cop, Ryan. I'm at a point now with Ryan where I just want like a spinoff. I want to like start piecing his life together and be like, what is Ryan like? Like, what are his likes and dislikes? What's his favorite TV show? Like, I want to craft this whole other identity for Ryan.
1: See, I'd agree with that, but I don't want Jesse leaving PD. So like, fuck that shit.
0: (laughs) that's a good point that is a good point.
1: <laughs> like if so, anyone was gonna leave pd i don't want it to be jesse so like i sorry gina i'm turning your idea down
0: no you're good you're good we can start to craft this like whole other identity for ryan
1: just we can do I that, love that in the that, like, off
0: season i love that that's his undercover name and he sticks with it because now it's like a whole other character
1: it really is though
0: for real yeah and so we also learned in this episode that Atwater's undercover name is Lamar so if we keep seeing Lamar we can start crafting like a buddy cop drama for both of them <laughs> oh my god we should craft that in during hiatus and Haley's was what Kelly was that her name yeah yeah I so. feel
1: like we have to and Antonio's is we've definitely seen Antonio oh Diaz that's his
0: undercover name
1: yeah remember he goes undercover because he's gone undercover a couple times like
0: a million times
1: yeah yeah it's diaz
0: and then like ruzik's gone undercover once oh we could have so much fun with this
1: yeah wait ruzik
0: oh yeah he did that episode where he had like the guy liner on the environmental whatever oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. say her real name that's what it was called um i only remember that because the girl's name was felicia i'm a horrible person (laughs) I remember that, yeah. Yeah, and so, but yeah, so basically, they head back to see Ryan, slash, it's actually Jay, and basically, the two brothers that are without water, they are trying to buy an M4 from Ryan's new buddies, quote-unquote, but things get tense really fast when Nate, who is one of Ryan's buddies, pulls a gun on Malik, because that's just how they say hello. Apparently. Yeah, I don't even know, and so... Jay and Kevin, they're like super pissed. So they go back because the whole situation escalates really quickly. And I want to say Nate pistol whips Malik. I could be wrong. But they go back to the bullpen and. Kevin's kind of pissed Kevin's like Jay what the fuck just happened like my guys were down to do a deal and Jay was like well you tell your guys to get in line and so they're really they're not mad at each other but they're kind of like bickering about it and Voight comes out and just kind of squashes it like super fast Voight's just like get your shit together and they're just like okay and they fist bump it out it's like the fastest resolution to a fight ever not that it was a fight but it was like you know Well, it's funny because,
1: like, I know that clip was one that was, like, circulating as, like, one of the preview clips for this episode, and I know Twitter was kind of freaking out about it, Um, but it's fine. They're fine, you know.
0: They're fine. They moved on. (laughs) It was, like, such a begrudging fist bump. They were like, oh, fine. Like, we'll fix it.
1: They're bros. It's fine. They're bros. It's not anything at the end of the day.
0: No, no, no. So... Voight basically tells Kevin to rekindle the deal He's like hey they still want to do this Like roll with it And so Malik and Shabazz answer to a guy named Wes And so Kevin reasons with him But not before Malik mentions wanting to go in and kill Nate Just very casually He's like we should just kill him And Wes and Shabazz are like yeah no We're not going to do that And so they end up talking him down And so LaRoy, not Leroy, but like Atwater is like super smooth in this scene because he basically reasons it out. And he's like, listen, you don't want to do that. There's no profit in that. It's useless. Like he reasons it pretty quickly that they're all just like, "Okay, that's a good plan. We'll do the deal. We won't kill Nate. Do not kill Nate. That's the gist of that scene is killing Nate is bad. And so yeah kevin talks them down
1: yeah we and to- killed it in this scene real quick i mean Leroy's killed it this episode i loved it Yeah, he always does
0: and um something that meg had pointed out our she was our guest host last week and unfortunately the audio didn't work but she was like the toothpick acting is so on point here with Leroy's because like if i was trying to act with a toothpick i'd probably choke on the damn thing so like good for but him but Leroy's
1: does it in his like everyday life like Leroy's, i mean he toothpick tuesday hello yeah like Leroy's, like it's nothing for him like he, sure. It was probably not scripted, and Leroyce is like, okay, I think that my undercover alias would have a toothpick, so I'm bringing that to set. Yeah. Like, that's so yeah. Leroyce's choice.
0: Not scripted. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, obviously, the gist of that scene is, do not kill Nate. Do not kill Nate. We cut to Jay and the other guy in his crew, Dexter, and they're heading to Nate's to do the deal. And guess who pops up dead? Nate. It's Nate. It is Nate. It's a full on like Dexter style crime scene. Not Dexter, the other guy they're with, but Dexter, like the show on showtime. There's blood everywhere. And so Kevin gets the call from Jay, relays it to the guys. Super calm. He's like, Well, Nate's dead. And Wes immediately is like, What the fuck did you do, Malik? And Malik's like, Nope, I didn't do anything. Nope, nope, nope. Like, uh uh-uh. uh. And one of the things Wes said, he's like, please tell me you're not as stupid as I think you are, which is one of my favorite lines. I love that. Yeah, I know. And so Wes asks Shabazz, who basically provides his brother with an alibi. He's like, no, I was with him all day. Like he didn't kill anybody. That's not what happened. So Wes grabs a kitchen knife because apparently Shabazz's word is not enough And it's, like, not even a big pitching – or pitching. It's not a big kitchen knife. It's not, like, a meat kind of kitchen knife. (laughs) Wine, wine, wine. Sorry. Wait, Gina, you've had a glass of wine since already? Yeah, I've had two glasses of wine because we interviewed – guys, we did an interview before we recorded this episode, and (laughs) in the time between said interview and this episode, I had one glass of wine. So, yes, I'm two glasses in. I'm really impressed right now. I –
1: I I'm in my fields with a very completely different reason so
0: yo so this weekend because I was in California this weekend for those of you who don't know um but on Friday night when we got to California so obviously Pacific time is like It screws you up when you get there. And so I conked out pretty early. But my friend the next morning, she was like, yeah, like, we were super impressed because you fell asleep on the couch with your wine glass in hand, but you didn't spill a drop. I was like, heck yeah, like a champ. Like, (laughs) I was proud of myself. I was like, yeah, I am my father's daughter. Like, boom. (laughs) So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was proud. Very proud of myself. But yes, so (laughs) he turns up dead. Is basically the chest here, but yeah, West suspects Malik. Malik denies it. West grabs a kitchen knife, and this is not like one of those giant like bread cutting or like meat cleaving whatever kitchen knives. It's not a big one. Is the point? It's a teeny tiny like paring knife. It's nothing. Wes not Wes Malik jumps back from this thing like it's a dead bug like you know when you see a dead bug on the floor and you jump back and you're like kill it kill it yeah that's pretty much Wes Wes sees this tiny par- no not West. Malik I'm sorry Malik sees this parry knife and it's like oh no don't ee!
1: okay Gina one thing about your analogy there though is you can't you can't see a dead bug and then be like oh kill it because it's already dead
0: you know what I mean, though? <laughs> I know. I'm just <laughs> saying. <laughs> okay, but like, you know when you see a bug and you recoil and you're like, ah, kill it. Yeah. That's what I mean. No, I know what you <laughs> But mean. the bug is still alive. It's not dead. So you know what I mean, though? If you see a bug, period, you're still going to recoil. I mean, sometimes I see, I see dead bugs and I recoil and I'm like, kill it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That I I would be the same way. I'm just saying. That is not how you said it. So, like, your theory was... Te- or your analogy was technically not correct.
0: <laughs> Either way. um. So... Going on. So, Antonio basically suggests getting a search warrant for Malik's house. But Voight's not ready for Kevin's cover to be made. Basically, the minute they are like, okay, a murder's been committed. Antonio and Atwater are like, great, let's chase this. And Voight's like... But guns. And so, yeah, Voight's like, no, I don't want to blow Kevin's cover. But also by doing this, he's risking a gang war. So it's kind of crazy. It's kind of
1: crazy, but, like, at the same time, I was kind of annoyed with Voight. I was like, really? Like, because, like you said, it's kind of, I mean, the exact reaction is like, oh, well, it's guns. And I'm like, okay, but, like, there are sometimes more important things like lives to be saved you know, of your own people rather than getting guns off the street. But, like, I also get, like, guns on the street are bad.
0: Yeah, like, no, I totally get Voight's point here, especially since, uh, you know, the Met episode that we just talked about with the mass shooting. I mean, Voight's definitely got a valid point. It's one of he, those where there's no right or wrong.
1: Right. He has a valid point. It's just the way he said it. He was just like, oh, guns. And I'm like, Voight, like, make your point better. Like, make your mm-hmm. point, like, argue your point better
0: right right and he's, you have uh, a, valid he's valid point, a gang like, war
1: you have a valid yeah. point you just argued it terribly you were kind of like eh, but it's guns he was just so <laughs> nonchalant guns. about it i was just
0: like fuck you <laughs> that's a harsh not harsh that's aggressive Brenna.
1: <laughs> i'm sorry i'm still like i'm still very much in my feels here about what just happened like 20 minutes ago in sports. has sports feels. I have sports feels, and I'm just like, I'm like so, I have no filter right now. I'm just like so happy and so in my sports feels, like, it's so great.
0: Right, right. So Voight's risking a gang war by letting this continue, but he just doesn't really care. And Jay and Antonio are both trying to level with him, and he's like, no, I want to get the guns off the street, and so... Jay talks Dexter back into doing the deal, and he's, like, super smooth with his negotiating tactics, because basically Voight's, like, argue this like a businessman, and Jay does. Jay's just, like, you know, from a business point of view, you know, if you're gonna kill anybody on that side, don't do it until after the deal is done, because, you know, if you do it beforehand, you're not gonna get your money, and, you know, he's really, really smooth, and so... Kevin goes to meet Shabazz, and Shabazz is doing shots of vodka at what I presume is a very early hour. Yeah. Very early hour. Yeah. Because Kevin even points out, he's like, well, it's a little early to be doing vodka, but, like, okay. It turns out that Dexter demanded that they even the score. So they're down to do the deal again as long as Shabazz kills Malik to even the body count. Ugh. And so in the or in the bullpen, they have a conversation and this conversation does not go well because Voight is okay with Shabazz killing Malik because the objective is to get the guns off the street. But Kevin is like, are you kidding me right now? Like, you can't expect this guy to kill his little brother. That's not okay." And so he's really surprised, but he rolls with it because, you know, he's just he knows. I mean, I feel like he trusts Voight.
1: Even he, though I feel like
0: Voight's motives were kind of weird this week. I think, yeah, I think,
1: you know, I think you definitely trust Voight. And I'm definitely with more with Kevin, like, you know, kind of what the hell, Voight. But, like, Voight's mind is so much, like, in such a different place. You know, he's not, like, he's just kind of like, okay, like, we got to do what we got to do. Like, he's just going through the motions because his mind is elsewhere. That, like, I, mean, I get where Voight's coming from. But, again, like, argue it better, dude.
0: Yeah, and plus he's looking at Shabazz's life as a pawn. He's not really looking at it as in the grand scheme of things that this is a person's life.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And I, I mean, you go again. This is what makes Boyd. It's what makes Boyd a great character because he is such you know he is such a complex character, and you know he does go about things kind of like that. Like he sees lives sometimes as pawns, not necessarily as just that as lives. Um, and so. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It's crazy.
0: Yep. It's so crazy. And so, yeah, Voight's okay with Shabazz killing Malik. And Atwater's like, are you effing kidding me? And Antonio doesn't say anything, but, I mean, he kind of agrees. You can tell just by the way he's his glances and his looks and everything. And so Antonio goes to Shabazz's house because he's going to try and make a last-ditch effort to save this guy if he can. But as he's leaving him a voicemail, he hears gunshots. Now, what gets me about this scene is that, you know, Atwater's walking around, whatever. He hears gunshots. Ruzik gets out of the car, like, no big deal. I want to just imagine, like, in a perfect world, that Ruzik just follows Atwater everywhere, just as backup, just to, like, take care of his BFF.
1: Well, I'm sure, especially after the, whatever we're calling it. I mean, after that big episode with um, Mackay Pfeiffer. Yeah, yeah. Like, after that, and after Ruzik was, like, shook about Adam, or about Atwater going missing, like, I'm sure
0: especially after that, that's the case. He just, like, keeps a super close eye on his BFF. He's got, like, find my eye. Find my I was phone, just about to and, say, like... they
1: probably find my friends or whatever that is, like, <laughs> on all the time.
0: Which I would never <laughs> do. I would never do. Yeah.
1: Or he's got, like, the Snap, they both have their, like, Snapchat tracking filter things up.
0: <laughs> i could totally see ruzik just like tracking atwater and be like where'd you go <laughs> your gps says you're here i miss you come home <laughs> mm-hmm. well but yeah i mean I, it, was, it was just you know just bff moment of course the shots are fired and ruzik's like i've been here the whole time so atwater and ruzik they go inside shabazz's house and they find shabazz has been shot twice in the chest it's sad And yeah, they find Shabazz and you scroll down here. Yeah, and so, you know, Atwater's like, okay, well who shot you? Wes did it because Shabazz just couldn't kill Malik. And Atwater kind of reasons. Atwater's like, yeah, you couldn't do it because you're a good brother. I mean, you know, you couldn't kill your little brother. That's perfectly okay. And Shabazz ends up dying. And so Kevin tells Voight, but Voight still wants to wait for the M4s. Oh, goodness. I felt really bad for Outwater because, I mean, he obviously, like, his face Once Voight's like, no, we still need to find the guns. His face is just like, are you fucking serious?
1: Right. Well, because Kevin cares. Like, Kevin has a heart.
0: Yeah. Voight not necessarily does not. Well, it's not that he doesn't have a heart. It's just he's just not thinking rationally in this episode. and We'll get into why. I mean, obviously, we talk about this in storyline. So this is the case. But we'll get into the Voight and Alinsky stuff later. Um, I, just, I feel like he wasn't quite thinking rationally. Yeah. In this episode. Yeah. And so, you know, Voight even asks Voight's like, so are you good? And... Atwater just says, he's like, yeah, let's go get this guy. But you know Atwater's like, no, we're not good. Like, what the fuck are you doing? But he still rolls with it. So they head to a warehouse to intercept the deal. And it's worth noting here that Rusewater is twinning because, of course, they are. They're twinning. They're wearing the exact same thing. Did you catch that? Yeah. Well, you tweeted it from the promo pictures.
1: And I was like, oh, my God. That's like, unconsciously
0: twinning is... The best kind of Rusewater. There's such BFFs. And that was funny, too, because I didn't tweet that expecting it to be, like, a thing. I just was like, haha, that's funny. And then it, like, blew up. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Whoopsies. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, so Rusewater's twinning. They go to this warehouse. But plot twist. Wes gets out of the car and Malik is there, too. Malik has no idea that his brother was killed. Not only that his brother was killed, but that his brother was killed by Wes. And so Malik gets this notification on his phone when they're trying to do this deal. And Malik's like, somebody shot my brother. And he says it super casually, like nothing, no big deal. Like, shouldn't he be more upset? And then Wes just kind of looks at him and Wes is like, well, I'm sorry to hear that, but we've got a deal to finish. And so Malik obviously thinks that Dexter shot his brother. And so things start to escalate again because just Dexter and Malik and these two crews, they just, things escalate really quickly over not very much. And so, Dexter smirks basically when he hears that Shabazz has been shot and Malik flies off the handle, flies off the handle. He pulls a gun. It prompts intelligence to move. And Voight, again, does this thing with the one-handed gun that, like, okay, this drives me crazy because if he had to fire the damn thing, like, damn thing, I can't talk, you guys, I'm so sorry. If he had to fire the damn thing, like, wouldn't it blow out his shoulder? He does fire the thing like that. One-handed? Does
1: anytime he fires a gun, he fires it one-handed.
0: Yeah, so Voight fires the thing one-handed. I'm pretty sure it would blow out his shoulder. It's not realistic at all, but yeah, he is holding it one-handed whatever. Well, this van that's like, full. this van is going to pull up and basically have the weapons and the van speeds off. Burgtonio tries to intercept. So Burgess and Antonio, they try to intercept and the van hits a parked truck instead. So at this point, oh my gosh. So Burgess and Antonio, they try to apprehend the driver. The driver starts shooting a gun that may as well be like a cartoon bazooka. This thing is gigantic and it's like flying right through the car. They're taking cover under. It's insane. There's just nuts, crazy stuff going. So they try to apprehend the driver. The driver starts shooting. Burgess and Antonio do like a synchronized leap behind this car. You could like sync ballet music to it and it would match up. It is incredible. It's synchronized. So they're like hiding behind these tires. Like, what the fuck do we do? Well, the driver gets out. He starts shooting again. And Ruzik quite literally like glides into scene. It is the smoothest entrance Ruzik has ever made into a scene ever. It's so smooth. He's like flying in like upper body's not even moving. He's just like, boom, and just arrives. Now, what I do want to point out here, which is not even worth pointing out, but I'm going to point it out anyway. He calls Kim first. Just, you know, not worth it. But he's like, Kim, Antonio, are you okay? It's like, mm, we we see you. <laughs> I love it. I love that we you had you. to point it out. Of just, course it is. Take did.
1: that, I'm, Marina.
0: I will squeeze out Burzik moments wherever I possibly can. I will make them up if I have to.
1: Yeah, take just that, just, Marina. You
0: know. Yeah, he calls her out first because he still loves her. Yeah. You know.
1: Take that, Marina. Awesome. He's ready.
0: No, and it's just, Marina, we disagree. We respectfully disagree that is Patty does is too. Ready. Yeah, Patty does too. Respectfully disagree. They are ready. Not they. Ruzik <laughs> is ready. Yeah. Ruzik is ready because I think simply by virtue of Ruzik giving her space, like, he has demonstrated, hey, I've grown up. I'm ready to do this again. Yes. 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 So they, obviously, Ruzik kills the shooter. They find a shit ton of weapons in that van. And not, I was going to say poor Malik, but not poor Malik. So uh, Malik is walking to, you know, obviously Atwater arrests him. Malik, he's walking Malik to the car. And Malik's like, I can't believe you're a cop. And Atwater's like, yeah, well, sometimes that's the way it goes. And Malik says, he's like, who killed my brother? And Atwater's like, you did. Like, you did. And... So it's pretty great, actually, because Atwater just I love when Atwater's filter just like disappears and he's just like, no, like you killed your brother. This is what happens. You got him into this mess and you didn't leave. And so that's why you killed your brother. So that's the case. I felt like it was a good case, though. I liked it. I mean,
1: I think it was a good case. It just for me, I'll be honest, I haven't gotten a chance to go back and rewatch this episode. And on first watch, it's a little hard to grasp. Like it's a little there's a lot of things going with because the fact they're undercover and this and that. And like I'll be honest, I don't really care about the case. Like I care about what we're getting ready to talk about with white now. So like yeah. it's just sometimes I feel like those when so much is happening that's like technically B storyline because it's not the case, like and I care much more about that, like it's hard for me to focus on the case and sometimes I like not lose interest, but like it's hard to pay attention. And yeah. so, it, since, especially since I didn't get to go back and rewatch, it's just, like, it, it was hard. To, it's hard to grasp on first watch.
0: I could see that. Yeah, the cases are super dense. But, I when mean, they're I like this focused one. I thought it was good. In the
1: ca- when, let's put it this way. The cases are dense and they're harder to grasp when what is happening in B and C and D or however many storylines after is not, like, linked to the case like it is right. tonight. It's, right. like, nothing about Voight now is linked to this case.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. You're completely but right. But like, yeah. when and the cases have to yeah. deal
1: with the personal, like, it, it's so much easier to grasp. Yeah. So, that's
0: yeah. just my opinion. So, but yeah, that's the case. I mean, like Brenda just said, it wasn't that important, but it was still, I mean, it was good. I liked it. I liked it a lot. But the real meat of the episode is the void and Al stuff. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so, Platt arrives in the bullpen with two higher-ups and Voight is just like, what the hell do you people want? They arrest Al! I Ugh. didn't
1: actually think they were ever going to get there. I mean, I did, but, like, still didn't, it's, like, a different scene on the screen.
0: Yeah, no, it was different, and just, yeah. I felt quite shook. It was crazy. Like, I felt bad for the unit, because, I mean, you know. Like, obviously Ruzik knows, but I feel like, not everybody else has the full idea of what's going on.
1: Right. No, I definitely agree. And I think, like, we've said this before. They, they've they had some idea. And then, like, as the weeks have gone on, they've had a little bit more of an idea. But, like, seeing Al get arrested, it's like, holy shit.
0: Yeah, I know it was crazy. I feel probably the worst for Haley. Because I feel like Haley probably has no idea of what's happening. But I feel like everybody else can kind of piece together the narrative.
1: Yeah, I definitely don't. I mean, I think Haley obviously has had some idea that something's been going on. But, like, Haley obviously wasn't around when Justin died and through all that shit.
0: Yeah, through all that craziness. Oh, my goodness. So at Al's arraignment, his attorney attempts to bargain his release. But the judge is not having it. The arraignment's basically where they confront you with the charges and say, like, how do you plead? So they're trying to argue, not argue, but they're charging Al with murder in the second degree, which I found interesting because murder in the second degree is typically like a crime of passion. It's murder in the first degree is basically where it's premeditated, where like even if you thought for like a split second beforehand, like my intent is to kill this person, that's murder in the first degree. I wouldn't see Al wanting to kill Justin Voigt's killer in the heat of the moment. So I I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting that I was like murder in the second degree. Okay. All right. Like I'm so
1: glad you were are were a lawyer in your past life and that you can explain deduce that. Deduce these
0: things? Yeah. Um Yeah, cuz I I mean, if it were Hank who they were going after, I would say I would say okay, murder in the second degree is that's that's about right. Murder in the second degree for Al with Bingham, I wouldn't I don't know I mean granted all the evidence they had was the strand of hair so the evidence isn't even convincing but like yeah so I was just kind of amused by that I was like murder in the second degree okay like all right whatever um also hi Meredith yeah hi Meredith we do see Meredith at this point um god poor Meredith I just feel so bad for her um but yeah Hank sees Denny on the way out and basically reminds him that you know Al's innocent and Denny just says, he's like, Olinsky flips or he rots in prison. Denny just does such a good job of being such a jackass in this episode. Oh, my God. I just want to punch yep. him. I really, really hope Michael T. Williamson is a teddy bear. We really wanted to ask Patty that, but we ran out of time. Yeah. Which is a bummer. Um, Yeah. And so Hank and Al visit. Al's number one priority here is making bail. And so... You know, Voight's like, I'm going to hire an attorney. This is going to happen. Al's like, no, like, I've got this. Don't worry. I've got this. And so even Al says, he's like, we've been through worse. And every time we find a way to the other side, I'm sorry, you've been through worse than this, than going down for a murder you didn't commit? No, you haven't. I mean, you've been through a lot, but like, not this shit. No, not at all. Yeah. And he's like, no, we can beat this. We will beat it. at Chicago. So Al's whole gist here is I just need to make bail. That's just the whole gist.
1: Yeah, but I think part of the reason why I love this line about, like, you know, we can beat this. We can, you know, we will beat it. Like, it's Chicago is because they always talk about Chicago being, you know, like a main character and, you know, just such a character. And the fact that, like, they pointed out, again, you know, we can beat this. We should beat this. It's Chicago. Like,
0: it's just so good. Yeah, no, it's so good. So, so good. And, I mean, I I feel like part of it is just Al trying to convince Hank that it's going to be okay. It's like, I mean, obviously, we both watch a lot of TV. You know when, like, somebody gets shot and the minute they get shot, the other character's like, you're going to be okay, you're going to be okay. It's kind of that kind of thing to, like.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I just think, you know, I think in this moment, too, like, just the fact that Al says, like, it's Chicago, like. It's his way of saying, you know, like, Chicago's never done us wrong. Like, we've done, we've had our careers here for however many fucking years it's been. And, you know, we've gone through shit. And, like, yeah, shit's gotten bad. I mean, maybe not this bad. I don't know what Al's talking about. But it's gotten bad. But, like, Chicago's never done us wrong. Like, Chicago has allowed us to prevail. And it's going to allow us to prevail this time. And so it's just, you know, they always talk about the fact that Chicago is a character in the show. And I think it really shines in this moment.
0: Ooh, I didn't think about it that way I love that I just came up with that <laughs> No I didn't think about it that way I like when didn't he said either it's Chicago, until, I, I didn't yeah. either
1: until I was But yeah I,
0: I'm i impressed with myself I just pulled that out of my ass <laughs> No because when he said he was like it's Chicago I was like the fuck does that mean But I, that's a really good way to put it Like I love that that's really good Thank and you. so we're reunited with Judge Wells. Now, if you can't remember who Judge Wells is, I'll take you back to the mid-season finale. This was the episode about the opiate crisis. And basically, Judge Wells' daughter died after a prescription pill overdose. And then the drug dealers just very conveniently disappeared. hmm Yeah. Basically, Judge Wells' daughter died in the mid-season finale. And so hank finally calls in the favor which is this is just so not smart i don't know smart's not the right word but i remember recording the mid-season finale episode and we were thinking this favor was going to be nothing that they were just going to call it in fast and be like hey fix this super minor problem no no they were waiting on this favor until the very end of the season
1: i wonder at that point they had like had this idea and they knew that's what they were going to do yeah like, I wonder. Yeah. Oh, i want so to talk about PD Ryder so bad.
0: I know, and we can't seem to get in touch with any of them. Gavin Harris, if you're out there, we just want to be your friend. <laughs> Wait, who wrote this? Okay, keep talking. I'm like, who wrote this episode? Yeah, see who wrote this episode. But Gavin Harris, we still want to be your friend. Um, <laughs> that sounded so creepy. <laughs> 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 okay, so, yeah, so Hank finally calls in the favor. And Wells basically needs to make sure that Al makes bail. And so back in the bullpen, Burgess asks for an update. And Voight is so cagey with the unit about this. So Burgess is like, is there an update? What's going on? And so Voight says there's a bond hearing in two days. He'll be released then. Antonio has to go be buzzkill. And Antonio is like, "Mm, I don't know about that. Antonio this is not one of those moments where you have to like rationalize it just like go with the group
1: yeah I mean in this moment I side with Antonio eventually later on but
0: no absolutely but Antonio is being a realist here and it's just like Antonio come on you gotta like help the group here like help you know just do what you gotta do to keep morale up
1: yeah also side note um The writers of this episode were Rick Eyed and Timothy Sexton. Okay. The last time Gavin wrote an episode was he wrote uh, Upton's episode back in March.
0: Timothy Sexton. So we know where the Sexton siblings got their last name from.
1: (laughs) Yeah, probably. Interesting. I mean, assuming he's been around that long. I don't know.
0: (laughs) So back in the prison, since Al's been arrested, one of the guards leads Al to his private room. And he mentions he's like cops are targets. So, you know, I'm going to try and protect you. Blah, blah, blah. This all happens just in time for a prisoner who looks like Hagrid from Harry Potter to come and harass Al. Sure. I'll I'll send you a picture of Hagrid later. You'll get it. It's
1: Hagrid. It. The, Hagrid's the one with the hair, right? Hagrid's like he's. I mean, with like the super curly hair. Never mind. Never mind.
0: I'll send you a picture. Okay. I'll send you a picture. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And so, of course, Al's like, don't ever threaten my wife. Blah blah, whatever. So, yeah, this basically this prisoner looks like Hagrid and Al takes care of his business. And yeah. And so Voight meets with Wells and apparently Wells has coordinated the poisoning of a fellow judge. Like this scene was weird. Basically, Wells is like, so I think this judge is going to contract the stomach flu tomorrow morning at about precisely this time. And when that happens, I just kind of think that judge is going to call me. And Voight's like, well, that's a bummer. And so that's basically the plan. And so Voight's like, well, I'm guessing you've got something on this guy. And Wells goes, well, I've got something on everybody, just like you. Something on everybody except for Denny Woods. What the hell?
1: Yeah. Like, why can no one find something on fucking Denny?
0: For real. There's no way that man has been a clean cop his her entire career. No way. No way. No, no way. way. So Meredith visits out and Meredith is I mean she's seeing red as she should be because she knows what's up. And so Al is or you know they're talking and Meredith says she's like I just want you to love yourself just a little to make you realize how stupid it is to sacrifice your life for Hank Boyd, And, you know, it's just not competing with Al. Al's like, why are you asking me to do something you know I can't do? What is the dirt these two have on each other to this point that Al is so loyal? I mean,
1: it, I don't know if there's necessarily even dirt. Like, I think it's just the fact that, you know, it's been like, what, 30 years? Like... You're bonded. Like you've like you said, like we they've seen shit together.
0: So Al is just Hank's ride or die?
1: I think so. Like I don't even think it's a matter of just having dirt on each other. I think, you know, they're family. Like they've been through it's kinda like, you know, how sometimes when you say like you've done something for like so many hours and you're like, I've spent more time with this person than I have my family. You know, yeah. like that kind of, like, I think it's that kind of a bond. Like, you know, they've just been through this sh- so much shit together over the last 30 years at times where they're spending like hours and hours and hours upon end and they've gone undercover with each other and whatever. Like, you know, it just bonds you.
0: But if the tables were turned, there's no way in hell that Hank would go down for Al. Wait,
1: say that if the tables were turned.
0: Yeah, if this were Voight in Al's position, Voight wouldn't do the same thing for Al. Voight would sing like a canary and be like, no, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was Al. Uh, I think
1: he would at some, I think, I don't know. Like part of me wants to say that's true, but part of me, you know, Voight is a loyal guy. And like, I don't know. I don't don't think think I don't think it's let's put it this way if that is the case and I think that is maybe the most likely case that he does like give him up I don't think it's as easy as like him being like hey you know like it's out like it's not as it's not as cut and dry as just like him giving up Al within like two seconds Mm. like there's definitely a discussion there yeah yeah
0: So Meredith sees Hank on the way out, and she is so pissed. She basically tells Hank to go screw himself. And Hank's like, how's Al? And Meredith's like, it should be you in there, not him. Which, like, I mean, I kind of agree with. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, she's not wrong. No, she's not wrong. It should be voice. I mean, granted, Al is still guilty of a crime, but not the murder itself. Yeah. Yes.
1: Just... Yes. Al is guilty of a crime, not the murder itself. Al should be in jail, but for different reasons.
0: For different reasons, which would I would think would carry a lesser charge, but I could be yes, wrong. Yes,
1: but he would still serve jail time.
0: Yeah. Now, the other thing to, worth to mention here is that there is some random guy just kind of watching Meredith and Al's conversation. It comes in later, so... We'll just mention it for now. So the guard tries to slip Al a burner phone, but Al's not having it. And this guard is like, he says something about, he's like, you know, we cops, we look out for each other. And Al's like, but you're not a cop because if you were, you wouldn't have said what you just said. Oh, and well. so I think a couple of people at this point, they were liking this guard. They were like, yeah, he's nice. He's just trying to look out for Al. Oh, no. Like the minute he tried to slip him the burner phone, I was like, homeboys in on whatever is about to go down. It took,
1: yeah, it took me, it it was not this scene that I figured that out, but I, yeah.
0: Yeah, I figured, I don't know. And so later on at the bond hearing, everybody's calm as can be until Judge Maddox walks in as in not the judge that we were thinking. We thought it was going to be Judge Wells. So now Meg had pointed out something interesting here is that all of the members of intelligence were wearing blue ties. Which I thought was genius, because I was like, oh my god, that's such a good catch. Like, that had to be a conscious decision
1: on the part of... I need to go
0: look. All of... I'm going to to look this up. Holy shit. Yeah. At Al's Bond hearing, they're all wearing blue ties, or like some version of like a blue accessory. What? That had to be like a brothers in blue kind of thing, like a real subtle decision.
1: Oh my god, I didn't even think about it like that.
0: I love it. Where is that... Okay, keep talking. I'm looking at this for this myself. So Meg had pointed that out and I was like, oh my God, that's such a good catch. Just super subtle. I love when they do supremely subtle things like that, like that we catch. Oh, I love it. So the judge sides with the prosecution and Al is remanded to Cook County Jail until trial. So Voight storms out and Denny has the mother of all shit-eating grins. Why is McKelty Williamson so good at shit-eating grins? I hate it. McKelty Williamson deserves an Emmy for this, like, storyline. I really just want to know that he's a teddy bear because I really, really don't like Denny. But like like I'm you said, sure is that a wonderful shit-eating person.
1: grin is so good. Like, ugh, McKelty Williamson deserves a fucking Emmy.
0: Oof. Doing this so Voight storms out after the bond hearing, and Voight storms right into Wells's office. Now, when the original judge was poisoned/slash called in sick, the mayor of all people intervened and told him to appoint Maddox. Um, sweet little Rahm Emanuel here, <laughs> who's popped up in two of the three pilots, is getting involved in PD. What the hell is happening right now, right?
1: And I mean, it's funny, like i I noticed that, too, and I was like, wait a second, you mean Rahm Emanuel, not this, like, made-up version of Rahm Emanuel? Like, you're talking
0: about Rahm Emanuel, like, what the hell? Unless they're trying to play it like they did on Grey's Anatomy when Derek was doing, like, the brain mapping thing, and they were like, well, the president on Grey's is not Fitzgerald Grant. We're like, cut the shit, it totally is. Like, yeah, it, yeah. I don't know sweet little Fitzgerald Grant but yeah like our sweet little Rome Emanuel is like starting to mess with these things and he's like anti-voit oh hell no that's not gonna fly No, no 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 so in the bullpen the team asks for details and Voight is cagey as fuck and things go so crazy here it breaks my heart so Voight sounds like a customer service representative who's trying to talk to an angry customer who's just like screaming and yelling. So Bert just says like, "What the hell's happening?" And Antonio basically asks the same thing, and he's like, "I understand your concern," and he's like one of those customer service people who's trying to stay calm and not get fired. And so Antonio keeps pushing, and Antonio's like, "I'm trying to ask you what's going on, and you're not telling me anything," and Voight shoves him oh my god oh Oh, it breaks my heart so much I know I know I know I'm totally team Antonio in this moment sorry Voight no I get it I totally get it because yeah Antonio just wants answers but Voight shoves him and like you can just tell the divide like splitting between the team yeah of like you know yeah who wants to know the answers and who doesn't and so Atwater jumps in front of Antonio and he's just like uh uh-uh. and Burgess is just like enough like cut the shit this is not okay and yeah and so Voight shoves him and this just I will literally never understand the relationship between Voight and Antonio like never I will never understand it no 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 well they've got the same objective but they fight so much well and it's funny because like
1: I go back to that conversation that or the comment that John Seda made in the meet and greet about how you know Voight and Antonio are kind of like brothers and I'm just like What the
0: fuck are you... No, they're not. What? I don't understand. Yeah, I disagree.
1: Yeah, I totally disagree um, with John. But, like, yeah. this. I mean, part of the reason I love PD so much is because I really do love this dynamic. Because it is so frustrating. And it is so polar opposites, like, going head-to-head. But within the same unit. And they have to trust each other in order to get the job done. Even though they hardly ever disagree. So it's one of the reasons... This dynamic is one of the reasons why I love PD so much. But at the same time, like, I'm more of an Antonio person, not just because of the character, but because that's the way – his approach to things is something that I feel fits just me and who I am. So I'm probably always going to be Team Antonio when it comes to these two going against each other. But,
0: yeah, it's just – oh.
1: No, I'm – It's so Yeah, I'm the same
0: way. I'm the same way. And, I mean, even from – God, was it fire or was it PD when Justin was like the getaway driver to a murder or something? That's PD. PD, yeah. And even then I didn't understand. I'm like, wait, lean on your team. These people have your back. And he didn't. And so... I am completely with Antonio in this instance because, I mean, Antonio wants to know the details and the way you learn these things is by asking questions and Voight's not telling him anything.
1: Well, the thing, too, is, like, it's not even just details about a case that has nothing to do with intelligence that he's not giving details up about. It's somebody that they all care about. Yeah. Like, it's someone that they work with 24, not 24-7, but, you know close enough just about like yeah. close enough and so you know it's someone you know it's family to them and like they just want to know if he's gonna be okay and Boyd's like well fuck this it's not your family he's my family but like that's not the way it is
0: right Ugh. right oh my god it's crazy and it just that scene broke my heart because you see the fault lines that are starting to like you know be wedged in intelligence and you know it's it's i don't want to say it's like the unit on one side and then void on the other but that's kind of how it is yeah It's crazy. It's so crazy. And it's unsettling. Like, I don't like seeing the unit like that. It's sad. So Voight goes to Denny's house and offers to set the record straight. And Voight's like, if I tell you what actually happened, does Al get off the hook? And Denny's like, well, if it's compelling, I mean. Oh, well. I know. Denny's so crazy. So meanwhile, at the prison, as this is happening, these two inmates look like they're about to approach Al. Oh, my God. Casually i know i know i know i know (laughs) so these two inmates look like they're about to approach al and the security guard who's been trying to make himself seem like he's al's friend breaks it up thankfully so the corrections officer breaks it up al goes back to his room rounds a corner and is stabbed a casual nine times he's totally ambushed and this guy just oh my god i yeah oh my god it's the most heartbreaking scene yeah and see and when because when we got the episode description for the finale it just said you know intelligence seeks justice after Olinsky is stabbed now i took stabbing this is one of those moments where you're just gonna go gina like damn it that i took stabbing to be like there's a struggle somebody has a knife Olinsky pretty much dominates but then he's just kind of like grazed but they still consider it a stabbing oh no no like this is a legitimate Yeah, he's yeah, I literally had to go back and count how many times he'd been stabbed because it was so bad. And yeah, he got stabbed nine times. Okay, I'll make it 10
1: times worse. Um, So seeing it written as casually stabbed nine times. I mean, granted, it's nine and not 10. But if we're going back, which I don't remember which episode we just referenced sublock tango for from Chicago. But we did recently reference it, and like the first, like when I see it written as like casually stabbed ten or nine times, the part in the song where he goes, "He ran into my knife. He ran into my knife ten times." Oh my god!
0: Yeah, that's right. No, it was when Cruz got punched by a. Oh husband. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah.
1: But so in our fire episode, um, but yeah, that's like as I see it written, that's like what I first think of, which is not great, but that's what I think of.
0: I mean, I I feel like I wasn't, like, shocked because we obviously knew from the episode description that he was going to get stabbed. I was shocked by how quickly and how violently it happened.
1: Yes, I will agree with that. I did not think it was going to be like that.
0: Right. And I don't know why I thought that it would just be, like, a mild grazing. You would think I would know better by now. Yeah. Like, we knew
1: they were going hard with the pack and the punches
0: just or the stabbings Mm. i mean yeah and that's how the episode ends it's like super and they draw that shit out so alice stabbed nine times and it's like the last like two minutes or him just like absorbing the pain gripping the side of the prison wall slumping to the ground they draw it out forever yeah two minutes feels like eternity oh eternity yeah it's crazy and that is how the episode ends It's crazy. Yep. I just, I like, I'm speechless even just talking about it. And I've seen this episode like two or three times. I don't know. Bryna, what were your like overall thoughts?
1: I think it's a really good lead up to the finale. Again, I mean, I indifferent about the case, but the lead up to the finale, like just these last couple of episodes in regards to the Voight-Al-Denny stuff, They've Mm. been really good and really strong. And I think they've done a really good job of setting up a finale. Like, I can't even remember in any of the shows, like, episodes, like, how long they've been planting this seed. I mean, this has gone back to the mid-season. And even before that, like, they, it's literally been the entire season. And I can't remember in any of the Chicago shows when they've taken this long to, like, set up towards their finale. And it's paid off.
0: Right, right yeah no absolutely because they've been planting seeds throughout the season this is probably one of the most like not most uh, like one of the better executed seasons yeah and I think I don't know I think especially for
1: in PD world because you know cop drama or whatever and you can do it this way with like crime and whatever like I feel like it just works Mm -hmm. a little bit better with crime like I'm glad that they finally are giving us a season like this I think it's just some, it's a little bit different than the formulaic thing because there is stuff that you can go back to in every episode. Like it's not all completely formulaic, um, so I think it really works for this. And with, like I said, it kind of works better towards PD. Like you can't really do that with fire or med, just because right. of the nature of the settings. Like you can't do that with a fire department. You can't do that with a medical department necessarily.
0: Yeah, we are gearing up towards what looks like it's going to be a very very intense finale. Yeah, and by the time,
1: I mean, because this came out on Tuesday, so when you, I mean, there's literally, like, 24 hours till the finale. Oh, my God, so crazy. Which is crazy. But... I mean, it's crazy. Like, I don't know. Like, at the same time, we've been doing this for so long, and I'm really ready for a little bit of a break. A break. Um, I mean, as much as I love the podcast, but, like,
0: it's, like, where did all these months go? Like, it feels like it's flown. I know, I know. Like, didn't we cover 501 yesterday? Yeah like it's crazy it's so crazy no i agree it's so so crazy that we're it's finale week like yeah after this week we're not gonna have any more pd until the fall
1: holy shit i know well we're not quote unquote we're not getting pd until the fall it's not confirmed that that's the case but like we know they're coming back
0: it's gonna happen this week like we feel quite confident it's gonna happen this week yeah i mean well up are next week so it kind of has to happen this week yeah, but okay. See, obviously, it's no secret that we record this days before we actually release. The resident got renewed today. Yes, it did. So you know, Fox is doing some renewing, and so I think you know it'll be okay. It should be this week. Yeah. No, I. Day.
1: Yeah. No, I know it's coming this week, if not this week, next week.
0: Yes. So, but yeah, that's about all we've got for tonight. Um As always, guys, you know where to reach us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. Again, we're sorry for the delay on this episode. If there's anything we didn't cover, please let us know. We can always touch on it in a future episode um but yeah i mean facebook twitter instagram tumblr meet us at Molly's right across the board email us anytime it's meet us at mollies at gmail.com guys our inbox is a totally safe space whatever you guys want to talk about even if it's another show because obviously we're getting into hiatus where our shows won't be on the air so whatever you guys want to talk about hit us up follow us individually on twitter i am at gina watches tv bryna
1: I am at Brianna K13 and I'm apologize in advance if you follow me because I'm gonna be yelling about the freaking capitals winning and ending the DC drought for five ever so <laughs> sorry in advance but the Bryna capitals fucking months. won
0: and I'm ecstatic <laughs> good for you oh, you should be ecstatic that's good. Ashley is at Ashnick 095 that's NIC no K. And otherwise, yeah, that's about all we've got. So I think the next time you will hear from us will probably be tomorrow. For let's see, Derek this is gonna for Derek. Yes. yes, yes. So keep an ear out. Our interview with Derek Haas is gonna drop, guys. If you haven't listened to our interview with Patrick John Flueger yet, what are you waiting for? Yeah, so Patty was it. wonderful. We love him. He is a friend of the pod. He is wonderful. Yeah. And yeah, Friday. that's about all we've got. So, guys, we will see you in like 24 hours because it's finale week and things are super busy. So, bye.